line. Five cars nose to tail heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside for the race. It is definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two. They're side by side down the back straightaway. Inside for the race. That's it. Coming off a of turn four. White flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two. Three wide. Coming off a of turn number two. They get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up for the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. There's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida race. Inside Florida racing. 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 everyone cc brooks with you it's inside florida racing time yeah i know i haven't been here for the past couple of weeks but uh i am back finally uh it's really nice jack to uh have a be migraine free and um not, not having a migraine uh keeping me in bed or at the hospital so uh that's a really good thing good evening everyone we have a jam-packed edition of inside florida racing for you this evening we will be talking asphalt racing. We're going to be talking dirt racing. And, uh, of course, we have our karting segment. Um, right. Also, we'll be on in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, we have a um, a substitute guest host uh, today. We substitute host uh, Rob. Rob is at home. Um, Having a ha- cow. Ha- helping, helping a uh, cow be brought into this world. So we have... Uh, Rick joining us. Hey, Rick. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Mr. Rick Angies. I'm recovering. <laughs> so, so so what are you recovering from? Have you had a bout of that bug going around? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's getting a lot of people. Yep. It is not fun. At the radio station, we're calling it a form of the Ebola virus, <laughs> um, the way that it is spreading around. Yeah. But um, it's nice to have you on Inside Florida Racing tonight. Well, thank you very much. It's good to be here. Well, you're there. We're here in the orthopedic ward. <laughs> <laughs> on the ninth floor, and let me tell you what, those stairs are just a killer on poor Jack over there. The elevator's not working tonight? Excuse me? I said the elevator's not working tonight? You know, it's like when things go wrong, they go wrong. Yeah. But... uh I'll tell you what, they didn't go wrong for this weekend for somebody. I'll tell you, Mark Whitener, nothing went wrong for that guy. And, and you know, Mr. Matthews up there at uh, East Bay, nothing went wrong for him either, eh? Yeah, no, he uh, got the modified win and the late model win up there at East Bay. Jeff Matthews. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty tough weekend, I guess, up there at East Bay with the uh, passing of J.R. Prather Sr., um, longtime competitor and, and sponsor and uh just been around that track forever, and everybody, you know, had a pretty heavy heart. You know, Lasker had his car painted up with a 007. Uh, it was a pretty heavy night up there, but uh, Jeff Matthews, yeah, he dedicated both wins to uh, J.R. Prazer. Good run for Jeff. And uh, several guys had their cars uh, kind of painted up the 007, huh? Yeah, they had a couple cars up there. Uh, David Schmoss also had his car painted up that way. Yeah. And then... Uh of course, Whitener, Mark Whitener, who will be on with us a little bit later in the show, he uh, won uh, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series opener at Ocala on Friday night, got his car all torn apart, and then went up to uh, 
got it put back together just in time to go to North Florida Speedway and lap everybody but Tyler Ivey en route to another win. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you what, when you got it together on a weekend, that's uh, that's the way to do it. They don't call him the magic man for nothing. Yeah. They, uh, Friday night at Ocala, that dude absolutely put a clinic on. Um, I've seen some late models hooked up. You know, Johnny had some good runs last year. Ivan, you know, came across with a few good runs. But this dude, man, he was in his own zip code. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it just seemed like... Uh... You kept waiting for them guys uh, like Ivan and Lloyd and Johnny Collins and those guys to catch up there, Fitzgerald, but they just they just never could. Never could do it. And, I mean, uh, you know, they'd try and catch him on the restart. I don't know what would have happened if they'd have caught him and passed him on a restart because once he, once he took off, he was gone. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We'll talk to those guys. We'll talk to Tyler Ivey as well, who finished second in both races. So those two finished one two, both of the late model races. That's there. great, and and I and I hear Rick that um, one of our favorite uh, uh, younger race car drivers and a big fan of Inside Florida Racing, Christian Osberger, was uh, in and ran a heat with the big boys up there at Ocala with uh, Johnny and Rich and. Well, and Tyler. you know, you, you could call them big boys. I think between the, I think there was eight of them in that. And then he let me pull up my paperwork here. There was eight total, including there was eight total, and there was probably between them all two thousand feature wins. I'd say, you know, with uh, Keith and, and Johnny and Ivan and Adam Beatenbaugh, Dusty Cone, John Rankin, who's been around forever up there, and Rich Pratt, you know, asphalt racing. And uh, Christian brought it home with all four fenders on it and only a lap down. So I had uh, the, the crowd was was on their feet after that one. Yeah, that that should give a big boost to confidence, you know, as he uh, starts starts working on this career path for himself. His very first ever heat race in the dirt in the, the late models. Yep. And, uh, he stayed out of the way, got nobody's way. He did good. Um, stayed clean. It was it was pretty good. <laughs> I tell you what, who else had a good weekend this weekend? An old friend of ours from way back, David Rudiman. Yes, he did. Five yesterday. That was I, a pretty good run. I was pretty it was, impressed. It was quite. It was quite impressive. Um, it was a great show, and I was, you know, uh, very proud of our Florida boy there. He did really good. What made it what made it even more impressive is he had to start fortieth. He came from fortieth to fifth. Fourth. Well, he qualified. He qualified fifth, but. Uh, Four or five Toyotas had motor problems over the weekend and had to change their motors, and they all had to go to the rear of the field mm-hmm. to start the race. And he started 40th and uh, came back and finished fourth. He yeah. probably had a chance on winning the race if it went all the way green because he was one of the few cars that had enough fuel to make it to the end. Yeah, it was it was a great race. You think it'll happen this year, Rick? David? Yeah. It's a possibility. I, I think, uh, you know, they've, they've got that team together, you know, uh, Going into this race, uh, Michael was in the top ten or something in the points. Uh, David's up there now in the top ten in the points. Uh-huh. Um, they're one of the top Toyota teams, and out of all the teams that are in NASCAR right now, Toyota's one of the few that's still actually pumping money into racing. Well, how many years is this for Toyota? In, in the cup racing? Yeah, yeah. Third or fourth. Yeah, well, they were the first one. They were part of the first wave, right? The Rudiman, David, wasn't David involved with that right off? Right, yeah. Well, actually, it was Bill Davis racing that started with it. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then it was uh, Waltrip went into it. Yeah. 
But he's had like three years of dealing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah. Also tonight we're gonna have we're gonna talk to in our carding segment we're gonna talk to Robin and uh, Gary Green who own uh, Blaze Martin's uh, sprint car. He won the TBRA Rookie of the Year last year, and they're they're very heavily involved in the carding world. And uh, we're gonna talk to them see what that whole deal's about. What else we got here tonight? Oh, we're going to talk to Bobby Shelton. Uh, Bobby's going to get a couple of minutes of fame. Well, since he's never been here, we might break the rule and give him a few more minutes than two. But uh, And also, we're going to talk to Jim Curry, who is putting on a huge, hopefully what is huge, mini-stock race up at Citrus, 100 laps uh, in uh, what? In uh, What's the date of that, Rick? Is that April 11th or something like that? It's April 11th, yeah. Yeah, and uh, twelve hundred dollars to win. Yeah, there you go, hundred lap race. We're going to talk to Jim. He's a uh, he's a former champion in the in the, the mini stocks, and uh, he just really has a passion for this thing. He wants to to, to since the the mini stock series has kind of gone away, um, he wants to to keep the mini stocks uh, front and center in Florida racing. We're also going to talk to uh, Mike Peters and hopefully Angie. Clifton, his uh, partner in uh, crime up at Ocala Speedway. Don't make her cry again. Jeff. No, no, I, I promised. I promised. Uh, I won't do that again. Um, that was pretty special. That was very special. That was. Uh, we've done a lot in, uh, you know, giving out awards and, and sponsoring races and helping people out and stuff. But uh, when you were, uh, <laughs> when she realized what was happening, she absolutely broke down. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But. Um, and then just as a note here, we're going to, uh, Dirt World, of course, is, uh, Dirt World is on Wednesday nights at uh, 7.30 of Joe Linebarer and, and Billy the Kid. Um, and then on Thursday, the 19th of March, Real Racing USA returns to East Bay Raceway. And uh, we'll be hearing a lot about that in the coming uh, days. Hall of Fame Cafe. Yeah, buddy. We're going to have some fun up there. This will be the first event there. We did a couple of events during the Winter Nationals. This will be the first event post winter nationals and we're going to um have a lot of folks there from uh from the local racing scene and uh be a time to once a month party up at east bay and uh, this will be the first one hopefully we can uh make it a success i'll tell you what rick we we put together we've been putting real racing usa has been in the last uh, year particularly has been involved in a lot of events putting helping put on and helping promote a lot of events here in florida and uh we did a had another pretty good one uh, Friday night at uh, Hooters in uh, Bradenton. Um, we put together a, a kickoff party for DeSoto Speedway, and, and especially in, in lieu of the fact that the ASA Southeast Tour was coming to town. Put put together a party up there with the help of Jay Arnold and uh, from, from Keels, formerly Keels and Wheels uh, magazine. And a uh, huge turnout. Uh, day, or, um, uh, Bill Green was there uh, emceeing the event uh, for Real Race in USA, and he, had a bunch of people there. Several hundred people came out to to have a good time. It was uh, a very successful event uh, promoting racing in the Bradenton area. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we got a couple of things in the in the mix right now that we're uh, getting ready to do later on this year, and uh, one of them's going to be big time. Speaking <sighs> of the ASA race, uh, you know they had twenty cars for that race. Uh, not the greatest turnout in the world. Uh, I heard it was like a two-hour marathon, you know, because they didn't count any of the caution flags under green. But uh, 
Wayne Anderson and Daddy's number 92 led from green to checkers. Hmm. Hmm. I'm surprised. Is, is that really surprising? Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that uh, Choquette would uh, and uh, Choquette wasn't in the seventy. Now he was in one of the yeah. Fountain. He was in Fountain Motorsports. I thought he would be. Uh, I thought he would uh, give him a run for the money there. <clears throat> but um, I'll tell you what, Rick, why don't we take a break and uh, talk to Christian? What do you think, uh, CC? Want to do? Sounds that? good. Let's have him on. Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Um, you don't have a migraine tonight, right? No migraine tonight. Very happy to report that. Migraine okay. free. Inside Florida Racing, we're banging our heads away here in our Inside Florida Racing studios. Hey, Christian, are you there? Yep. How you doing, hon? Good, how are you? I'm doing real well. So I heard you ran with the big boys Friday night up at Ocala. Tell me all about it. 
Yeah, that was really cool getting the race with all those guys. Those guys are all my heroes and everything. It was just all really cool. Oh, I know. I mean, to, I mean to be in the same heat with uh, Johnny Collins. Yep, and Keith Noshbush and I know it. Ivan at Lloyd was in my heat. And Rich Pratt. I mean, those are some you know great drivers. Yeah. And uh, you know, drivers for you to like model your racing career after. And um, so, were you nervous at all out there with them, or you know, were you feeling really confident? And you just figured you were going to go out there and do your best. Um. Yeah, I was feeling really confident. Um, Billy, the guy who was running the race receiver, mm-hmm. um, he he was taking care of me real good when they were coming around a lot. Me told me to go to the top of the track, and everyone got by me, and I didn't hold anyone up or anything. That's great. That's the way to do it. Sounds like you handled yourself very professionally. Yep. So, are you looking forward to um, going to more United Dirt Laid model races, and you know, keep trying? Yeah, definitely. My dad doesn't like doesn't want me racing at all the big tracks that are a hundred plus miles an hour, but all the smaller tracks we're gonna try to race at. And um, that Ocala is a really fun track, and we're gonna start going there for local nights. That's awesome. Yeah, that that is a really nice track. And do you uh, think you might get to give East Bay a try? Yeah, he said. Uh, it's a tough racetrack, but we'll try it a couple times. Oh, I think you'll have lots of fun. I've actually got to uh, race once on East Bay, and uh, Christian, I think you would really enjoy that. And I guess uh, fans can also see you racing down in uh, Clewiston once they open the new and approved uh, Hendry County Motorsports Park. Yep, yep, when they're opening back up. They're getting some new clay on it, and before it, the track wasn't really that good the dirt wasn't good but they're getting some new dirt on it and it's going to be really good yeah i think that's really something to look forward to for uh, dirt drivers down there in that part of florida and i bet you're looking forward to the first time you get a race on that new clay yeah it should be a, a lot of fun for you so so in 2009 um christian let's let's just for people who um don't know who you are let's just remind them so they can really get a good uh, perspective of what it was like for you to be racing um, with the likes of Johnny Collins up at Ocala. How old are you, Kristen? I'm 13 years old. 13 years old. And how long have you been driving that late model? Um, three quarters of the year. See, folks, that's why it's just so impressive, um, you know, the way Christian handles himself. And so over 2009, um, where, do you, where do you see yourself? You're just going to be doing some of the... Um, dirt tracks around the state those but not the real big ones yeah we might run some heats and maybe some concies yeah, i don't just, know if i'll be ready to race the big shows the features until the end of the year but, but just getting try. just getting some good practice in that helps your confidence and the, your feel for the car and getting familiar with the different tracks that's all really good practice just trying to get some seat time. That's right. That and watching those, you know, watching those other guys race, you know, and being behind them and watching what they're doing. You've got to learn a lot that way, too. Yeah, you do. Um, there was a practice night the week before I raced, and Mark Whitener was there, and just followed him around there a little bit and learned a good line. Well, that's good. That's a good guy to follow around, Christian. 
Yeah, I know he won the race by a mile. <laughs> Were you the least bit nervous when the when the green flag dropped in that heat race? Um, not really. I don't I don't really think of them as um being older or anything like that because I always say the cars are all the same size. Right, right. You didn't look nervous at all. I mean, uh, when Billy got on the uh, transceiver and, t- and told you to go up high, you went up high. Um, you were one of the few cars that brought it home without a dent in it, so uh, that was a good thing. But uh, I, I really, really thought you handled yourself well, and I don't know if you know it or not, but after that heat race was over, the entire crowd was on their feet cheering you. Yeah, that's what that's what my dad was saying. That's yeah. wonderful. That was really cool. Yeah, it was. So, so when's your next one? Uh, when's your next race? Um, we're racing at Ocala in a week or two. In hmm. the regular late model uh, features up there. Yep. All right. Well, that'd be awesome. Let us know how you do. All right. All right. You know he will. I know he will. <laughs> Send us pictures, Christian. Okay. Okay, Christian. Look forward to seeing you out on the track sometime. Good luck, brother. Okay. Good night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Oh, he is such a sweet kid, Jack, I tell you. Yeah. He's such a sweetie. And impressive. He really, you know, mentally handling himself out on the track. Well, Rick, what do you want to do? What do you want to talk to Mark, or do you want to talk to Tyler first? I don't know. I know when you put me on hold, try to keep me out of that wind tunnel next time. Well, why don't we? Why don't okay, the wind tunnel. Hmm. You want to um, like a wind tunnel. You want to since uh, since Mark won, why don't we build up to him and let's have Tyler next? Oh, okay, we'll be right back. Inside of Florida Racing. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Hi, this is Tate Pierce, the driver of the number 81 Chevy Monte Carlo Tim Brink Underground Special, and we're live on Real Racing USA. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. Salute the general. 
So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Repair. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Inside Florida Racing, and we are about to get dirty, Rick. You ready to get dirty? Oh, yeah, always. Okay, well, we have the uh, wonderful driver, Tyler Ivey, with us. Tyler, congratulations. I heard you had a great weekend of racing. Thank you, yes. I was uh, I was happy with uh, my weekend. So um, I heard it was a great race between you and Mark up at Ocala, and that you took second. Congratulations. Thank you. And so, it's Tyler, hold on a second, CZ. Tyler, you know, it was. It, she said a good race with Mark. Mark was pretty much checked out. He got close a couple times, but it was the other guys you really had some serious racing with. Yeah, I mean, um, everybody. Uh, you know, it was a. I think you know, I started eleventh and came up to the field, and you know, I passed a bunch of people, and then they passed me back, and then I'd pass them back. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, you know. I think everybody in the stands was probably standing on their feet watching. Oh, no doubt, man. I mean, you and Ivan came from that sixth row and uh, just weaved your way through the field. It was, it was some serious racing up there at Ocala Friday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Ivan started outside of me, and um, I think I got him on the jump, but I think he followed, you know, followed me to the front, and then he got around me, and then I got back around him, and it was it was good racing. Now, we do the Delaware restart on the restarts. Um it was a couple of times you took the inside line, a couple of times you took the outside line. Tell us a little bit about your strategy on that. Well, um, you know, I had a the three sixty two in my car, which is the bigger motor that you could run. And um, you know, I passed a couple of cars whenever I was on the outside. And uh, you know, I used that a couple of times and then I thought the outside groove was going away, so I dropped back down to the inside and um I got passed on the outside. So then I went back to the outside. So it was a I don't think uh, I think it was pretty equal lanes. Now you, you told me in the winter circle that that when the track starts blackening up, you like to go to the other groove. Right, I like to. You know, I really don't like whenever you know whenever it gets black and it loses traction. I don't. My car really doesn't like that. I don't like it whenever it's you know tacky and you know slinging mud out of the back of the car. So I normally I'll be the first one to you know go to the top side or go to the extreme bottom side or something like that. Now, did you, do you think you had anything for Mark? I mean, that guy was just checking out all night long. Yeah, he was. Um, it seemed like my car, you know, once I got, you know, five laps, it started, you know, really coming on. And we didn't have, you know, that many long green flag runs. Um, you know, I don't know if his car would have, you know, gotten better as the run went on. But uh, I think my car was a little bit better on the longer runs. If we'd had, you know, a 15-lap run, I might could have done something with him. Now you go. You've already got a bunch of racing under your belt already in 2009, don't you? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I think I've raced in probably about I don't know 18 races so far this year. You had some pretty good runs with the Lucas uh, deal over the East Bay, didn't you? Yeah, um, I set fast time there one time, one night, and uh, finished fourth in their final night. And uh, it was all, uh, you know, it was more than I expected, but uh, I was welcome to it. Now, 
what was it like going from uh, Ocala Friday night up to North Florida? You know, I mean, that's almost completely two different surfaces, a completely different type of racetrack. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you look at one of you look at both of them, and one of them's white and one of them's black, and you you would think that you know, there's no way the same setup would work on both of these tracks, but. And I really didn't change my car that much, and it was pretty good on both the tracks. And, uh, I mean, everything about the tracks is completely different from, the, you know, the way they're shaped to the type of clay that's on them. You know, everything's different. Do you do a lot of different work on them, with, you know, com- compared to surfaces? Um, I pretty much try to uh, start with, you know, like a base setup, and then, you know, if I see the track flicking and off, then I'll make some adjustments, but... I don't try to, you know, adjust before I've even, you know, been to the track. Now, are you still running the modified? Uh, no, not really. Um, ever since I stopped running them in Brunswick, I just uh, isn't sitting on the rack in the middle of the shop. So uh, you basically call Brunswick your home track, right? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's one fast racetrack right here. Yeah, I like uh, I like Brunswick. I've been running up there for about three years now, and uh. You know, they keep making it shorter, but it's still wide open racetrack. No doubt. Cece? Yes. You got any questions for Mr. Ivy? No, I was just saying, I, I'm so sorry I couldn't be there Friday night, you know, uh, for the race. I, I feel like I've missed so much, guys. And Tyler, one thing i got to ask you, and uh, it, it's been a long, long, long uh, time in racing that uh, everybody has said, Green race cars are bad luck. What, what makes you have the green race car? Well, um, it goes, you know, a really long time back with uh, my granddad. Whenever he was running, he did the off-road Baja-style trucks, and uh, he just didn't have any kind of luck or anything. So he, his son uh, painted him green. And whenever <laughs> it rolled out, you know, he said, what is this? He goes, I don't want, you know, I ain't racing that. And he raced it, and he liked it. So they just started painting them green. And then whenever he ordered his first uh, late model, he got it green with a fluorescent orange chassis under it, and I just I sort of stuck with it. Yeah. How many years? Uh, how many years you been in the dirt cars there, Tyler? Um, I've been racing. This is probably this is my first, my third full year in the late model. Third full year in the late model. Yeah. And how old are you? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old. So you've been racing late models since you were 17. Now, what's your biggest win? Um, probably with the United. Series in Brunswick, I run a, I think the Bill Michaud Memorial Race. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was it was a it was a pretty cool deal. Yeah, that was that was a that was a good race. Um, you uh, pretty much had that one hand in hand. You had a couple of challenges there, but uh, you guys hit the mark on that one. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, we were racing with Mark again, and uh, you know, me and Mark, we normally have pretty good races together, and. Uh, you know, I outran him that weekend, and this week, past weekend, he outran me. There you go, man. Back and forth. So, what do you, let me ask you a question. You know, you've run with Lucas, you've run with the uh, National Eight Model Series, you've run with quite a few series. What do you think about Ken Kenny's deal? Um, it's definitely good. Um, I like how you can, you know, have a couple different motors to choose from, and um, you know, it's definitely good that the tracks are close to home, and that uh, you know, it's a one-day show. You don't have to, you know spend all weekend at the track to, you know, only race one time. That's definitely what I've heard from a lot of the drivers, yeah. So you plan yeah, you on taking... questions for I- what, well, Ivy? I, I was, I was going to ask Tyler, so when you go to Brunswick this time, you expect to be out front, don't you? 
Oh, definitely. Well, every track I go to, I expect to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I've I've raced, you know, we had four races in Brunswick. One of them got rained out, so I've raced out there three times already this year. And, um, you know, I, I've raced there all the last year. I think I've had just as many laps around Brunswick as anybody, so, uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that race. Now you you know, you know guys that uh, with Tyler uh, finishing second in two races this week, and that's what we are looking for when we start talking about our Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month. So uh, we're gonna have to keep our eye on you, Tyler, and uh, see what you do. You know the what they call him, right, CC? What do they call him? The Tallahassee Terror. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's cool. Okay. Hey, Tyler, uh, who's some of the sponsors on your race car, brother? Uh, my granddad, Jimmy Crowder, he uh he owns my car and he you know, he's always he's you know, been at pretty much every one of my races this year. And um, you know, I got my couple crew guys, Stacy Lee, he works on the car throughout the week and uh you know, he keeps it in tip top shape and uh Tate Tatum, he's always at the racetrack helping me. So you ever got any uh temptations to go on asphalt races? Um, you know, if if something were to come my way where I could get in the car and, you know, just see how I liked it, but, uh, I just, I enjoy driving on the dirt. I like it. It's fun. You know, it's a lot of driver, you know, you can, you can have an average car and a good driver and run up front. All right, man. Well, good luck in 2009. We'll see you at Golden Isles, bro. All right. We'll see you. Thanks for joining right. us, Tyler. Have a great evening. All right. Bye. Yeah, so that, there you have Tyler Ivey. He was the number two guy all weekend. And at Cala and North Florida, and that's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah it's real impressive. Yeah, so... Uh, so now we get to talk to the, the number one guy. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, Mr. Number One. The Magic Man. Be right back. Back, it's Inside Florida Racing with Jack and Cece, and uh, Rick is helping us out as Rob is uh, busy bringing in a new little baby calf into the world. 
And we have our next guest, a driver that had an absolutely spectacular weekend of racing on the dirt, coming in first at Ocala and North Florida, Mark Whitener. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Just fine. Hey, congratulations on a great weekend of racing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, but we, we, uh, we had a good weekend, so it was worth it. You know, Mark, they, they say you're a, you know, a quiet guy at the racetrack and stuff, but uh, you sure let your words express yourself out on that track, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm maybe quiet in the pits, but I'm a little aggressive on the racetrack. But we, uh, we had a good weekend. We, uh, we ended up setting a good time in the heat race and, uh, for, for qualifying in the heat race. And we got a good start and uh, won, ended up winning the heat race, so we got a good starting spot. And uh, with a with a double draw, Ken Kenny's got. I ended up being on the pole, so uh, I was able to get out front and uh, have clean air until lap traffic. But, uh, but yeah, we had a good weekend. I, I, I was definitely I was definitely um, good at what we you know what we accomplished this weekend. At what point Friday night did you realize your car was as good as it was? Well, um, probably about 15 laps in the show. Whenever they're not trying to pass you on both sides you know I, I felt like I had a decent car I felt like it was coming off the corners good and it was handling real good and I've had them cars before and and I you know Tyler Ivey or or Ivan at Lloyd or Johnny Collins or whoever will, um you know they'll they'll be racing you hard and I just you know I was just trying to hit my marks and and do as good as I could do you know yeah we had 10 I think 10 caution flags that night so you didn't really get a lot of green flag runs on the car, but it seemed like, you know, it didn't matter whether it was short runs or long runs. The car just stayed the same the whole night. Yeah, it did. It, it, I mean, Terry Rye owns the car, and, you know, he told me on the way home that I uh, I was lucky to drive it, and I am. I'm lucky to drive that, that type of car. It's just it's the best equipment money can buy, you know. I mean, a lot of a lot of drivers have it, you know, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a, the best car, the best motor, the best, you know, guy working on it. And then I was, you know, it was just the car was doing its job, and I was trying to hit my marks where I didn't screw up. So yeah, it was. Yeah, we had a. I mean, we had a good night. Well, you could. How much work did you have to do in the car between Friday night and, and Saturday's run at North Florida? Well, um, Friday night, it, we got a 16 volt battery in our car. And it was spinning the starter too fast. I don't really know what the problem. I mean, I don't know what the problem was. I don't. I'm not an engine guy by no means, but it, it was spinning the, the motor too fast in that PNG, and it pumped too big. So the tech man for the for the United series said we had to pull the head off of it if we, if, you know, if we didn't want to forfeit our money. So we ended up having to pull the head off of it and tear the, you know, tear tear the motor down. And we got home about three o'clock, three thirty that morning, and we had to wake up around eight thirty. Of course, I didn't get to the shop till about nine thirty, but uh, we woke up about eight thirty and we got to the shop. And the engine guy was there to put it. Dave was there to put it back together, and I ended up getting into a lap car um, during the race at Ocala. Right. And it, it broke my rack, so my rack was broke. So we had to find a rack, and we got everything back together, and. About we left our shop about 4:30 to go to North Florida, and we missed practice at North Florida and everything. We we believe me, we busted our butt. It was a team effort to get there. So it wasn't it wasn't the easy weekend that everybody thinks it was. It wasn't it wasn't as easy as it looked. Um, 
I had an awesome car all weekend. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, we, my car, I, you know, if I screwed up, it was me. You know what I'm saying? It was, definitely wasn't a car. The car hit at Mark's every lap. You know, I just was trying to hit mine. But we had a we had a long weekend. We was definitely tired yesterday, and uh, but we, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it. We had a good weekend. Uh, the car owner was happy, so when he's happy, I'm happy. And um, we, we, you know, we had a good weekend. So I was definitely. Definitely proud of the, it was definitely a team effort and we was proud of ourselves. So, yeah, we had a good, I mean, we, we were racing a bunch of good cars. Is, yeah. You know, so we, we had a good weekend. So how awesome was that in 2008 when you and Terry Rye hooked up? Well, you know, me and Terry Rye has got a long history. Uh, I won the championship. I've won the championship for him now about three times. Uh-huh. Um, but. I, I was fortunate enough to, to where he would let me come back and drive for him, and uh, you know he he he's right here by my house, so I'm it's kind of who you know. But um, it was awesome. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better car owner. He he's taught he has taught me how to drive a race car from I got out of pure stock, um, and I started driving his modified. So I drove a modified a little while before I got into his. That way he could see that I could drive a little bit, uh-huh. and he. He let me in his, and I ended up winning 14 races for him in one year and won a championship first year I drove for him. So um, he he's a he's an awesome car owner, and he's you know I work for him also, so he's a good guy. I mean he's he's taught me a lot. He's taught me about working, and he's taught me about racing. And you know if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be in the position that I'm in. And you had an awesome year last year too. Yeah, we we ended up winning the national late model series and. We run second in the United Series, so we had a real good weekend. But that was harder than what it looked to. So. <laughs> I imagine so. Man. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of traveling, a lot of racing. Yes, definitely, definitely, and a lot of money, a lot of traveling, a lot of racing, and a lot of money. So, but we, you know, we we done what we wanted to do. And I don't think I don't think that's uh, on the agenda this year. I think we're gonna maybe try to follow one of the series. I mean, we just we're, you know we're just gonna race because we love to race. We, you know, we, we've. I hope, I hope we win a series, and I'm going to try to win. But I'm going to try to win every race that I enter. So, I mean, that's I always do that. And if we don't feel like we can win the race, we're not going to go. So, but like I say, we, we, we're, we're going to see how it ends up, and we'll see if we can uh, race, you know, for the United Series all year. So there you t- go. So now, really, t- you got that nickname, the Magic Man. Well, um, Terry Canton. Uh, which is is part of the United Series now. He was part of the National Late Model Series then. Uh, I used to drive a modified and uh, and a late model with with Tyler Ivey. Me and Tyler Ivey kind of, you know, we we raced a lot together. And uh, well, I drove a, a modified over there, Lake City, a lot. And then uh, we got the late model, and we started running Brunswick. And one night I I, uh, I won them both. I won the modified, and then I got out of it and got in the late model and ended up winning it. So. He uh, he started calling me the Magic Man because I could do I could do double duty. There you go, man. There ain't no doubt about it. I mean, I've seen you come from mid pack. I've seen you start up in the front. You can definitely put some more magic out there. But I, I tell you what, the first time I really really started paying attention to you was at East Alabama last year because I haven't been in dirt that long. And I'll tell you what, you had a phenomenal race up there last year with the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series when you won that one. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, I. You know, when you go to a different track like that and you're competitive, you you feel good. And 
you know, we, we race around here all the time. So if I do good at Brunswick, you know, I, I've done good there before. If I do good at Volusia, I've done good there before. When you get to East Alabama and places like that, you know you got a good car if you can do good. So we, we ended up doing pretty good. We won the race there, and um, we come back there later on in the year, and we ended up running second. I should have won it, but um, uh, lap car. I was behind a lap car a little <laughs> too long, and I, I burnt the left rear tire. Them lap cars, I tell you, they, they, uh, they work on me pretty good. Yeah, they do. They almost took you out Friday night. Yeah, I ended up. It cost me a thousand dollar rack, rack and pinion. It broke it. So yeah, it, them them lap cars. They they took me out about three or four races last year, leading the race. So right. Um, I try. You know, I I, I try to give them all the room that I can. But you know, when you're leading a, a race, you just you know all that's in your mind is the checkered flag, and and you know, and I feel I I, I spun one of them out the other night. And I feel bad because I, I had to spin him out, but. It's just that, you know, they're not paying attention to the blue flag. and Well, they're supposed to move out of your way. Well, i got to go. So, you know, it's just it's just one of them deals where you kind of catch two twenty catch 22 situation. You either, you know, kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know. And it's not like they don't have a receiver in their ear telling them to get out of the way. Right. You know, and, and, and they're racing hard, and I understand that. But, you know, for $3,000 you're leading a race, a lap car should not never cost the leader a race. And, I, and I, you know, I'll say that about anybody. And and I was fortunate enough to get spun out and get my position back. So I had my hands full because I had a broke rack, but we got our position back and we, we ended up, you know, winning the race. So it all worked out, but it hasn't worked out in the past. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you Mark, you, you did, uh, I mean, unfortunately you were out front. You missed a great race going on behind you. You know, I was, you know, I was watching the board. Um, I had such a good car that you can, you know, you can kind of look around just a little bit, glance around. And I was, I was glancing up at the board, and they was changing positions. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I never knew who was going to be second on on any given lap. You know, so it was. I, just, I, I was trying to tune them out and just worry about my race. Yeah, it was. It was a vicious battle for second place, huh, Rick? You were calling yeah, the race. No doubt. I was announcing the race, man, and I, I, mean, I almost ran out of air. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was, they said it was, uh, they said from, from second back was a real good show. So I was glad that they was battling and letting me be my, by myself, believe me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a couple of times when Ivan and Tyler got close to you on those, on the restarts, but, uh, and we talked to Tyler earlier, and I just don't think that any of them would have ever had anything, even if they'd have got past you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, all them guys raced me pretty clean. So, you know, it, it's one of them deals where I kind of wasn't worried about them. I was just trying to hit my mark, and I knew I had a fast car, so I was just trying to hit my mark and just stay out front. I, I you know, I was trying not to worry about them. So, um, it, it ended up paying off for me. So, we we uh, we done pretty good. Now, Mark and Rick, do you guys feel that a lot of other drivers, both dirt and asphalt, are sort of going to have that same feeling of being more choosy of what races and what tracks they go to simply based on the economy and the way things are, you know, and, and not wanting to risk, uh, you know, um, damage to their cars that might occur more frequently at other tracks or in other races? I, I believe so. I mean, de- definitely with us. I mean, we we're de- you know we we got one car. We ended up selling our old car last year, and um, we got one car. And you know, it's a fifty thousand dollar car. And if you go wreck it, you know that'll put you that'll set you back. Yeah. And it, it's uh, you know, you, 
you can't go to the tracks that you know you can't pass on because, you know, if, if you're going with a series, usually the people who follow the series is, is decent drivers, mm-hmm. and you can you can go to them shows. But regular Saturday nights, the, the, the nights that don't cost you as much to run, that just go for fun, yeah. and, you know, you, you, you hesitate for going because of, you know, the surface or, or the drive, you know, whatever. Because, like, you yeah. don't know the drivers you'd be racing against? Right, yeah, and it's just, I think it, it definitely hesitates us for going, that's for sure. No doubt about it, yeah. So so we're probably looking at another year of, may, it, at some tracks or some nights, low car counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I yes, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I, definitely the economy where I'm at is uh, definitely down. Oh, uh, it's down everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at look at Friday night. Last year we had over 40 cars for the opening night. Uh, Friday night, I think we got just over 30, mm-hmm. which was still a great show. I mean, uh, you, you can't beat it, but uh, you can definitely see the difference. The economy. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you got 15 cars that can win the race, dude. They're going to put on a show, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we was there was uh, you know I mean twenty five cars from front to back anybody could have won it you know at any given point you know like also you know when you were uh, lap number three when you came up on that big wreck I mean you were right there when it happened yeah yeah that was uh, I slid the brakes all the way down the back straightaway I don't know <laughs> yeah I was uh, I was holding on to that <laughs> I mean it's, it's any given thing can happen on a dirt track like that yeah I mean that's just like a North Florida Saturday night we. We had a phenomenal car. I mean, it was it was it was awesome. We just we we had an awesome car Friday night, but it was phenomenal Saturday night. And it just we, you know, in lap traffic, it was just it. I could go anywhere I wanted to go with it. And it you know, but you take a chance on any any car that you pass, you're taking a chance. Right, right. Cool. I'll tell you, Mark. It's a good start. That's for sure. And, and Mark, you're going to be, you know, one of the drivers who are going to be watching for, you know, Inside Florida Racing's Driver of the Month throughout 2009. You're off to a great start. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope we, uh, I hope, you know, our next race probably, we're, we're not going to race this weekend. My, my car owner's daughter is getting married, so we're taking off this weekend. And then I think we're going to race maybe next weekend and uh, the, the following weekend, which is the 14th in, in Volusia County. So we're just a regular show. So I I always love that track. That's a fun track to race at. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. And once again, congratulations from all of us at Inside Florida Racing for your spectacular weekend um, winning at Ocala in North Florida. Way to go. Great job, Mark. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, imagine that. What I tell you, he's he's uh, that's a, that's a driver that young Christian can uh, should be watching and learning from. Most definitely. Hey Rick, you know uh, uh, we're talking about the economy. I feel it personally. I, I kind of thought that it's not my show. Huh? It's not my show. No, I I said uh, personally. I, I think that the that the economy probably cost about eight to ten cars. Uh, at Ocala, from, uh, yeah, well, from what we from what we you, talked to, I can tell you there was five or six that weren't done yet. Yeah, that's what I mean, and and uh, they weren't done, and, and 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 that was part of it. You know, that's all part yeah. of not yeah. being done. And uh, but all that being said, mm-hmm. okay, those tracks that are doing a good job in Florida now, those tracks, that's where we are. Those tracks that are are putting more um, effort into promotion and. Uh, 
putting fans in the stands or getting it. Um, Ocala had a great turnout, don't you think? Oh, fantastic! I mean, I don't know how many people were there, but it was a it was a packed house. There was no oh, was a, well, you know, I mean, very got good crowd. Hardest working people there too. And they do what? They got a great staff. They do a twelve dollar ticket. Is it there? Uh, no. I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah we've we'll asked the promoter here. And, and, and yeah, and, you know, and, and that has another thing to do with it. You know, the, the, the price of the ticket because I talked to a lot of people who, unfortunately, guys, they love racing, but they just no longer can afford to go to their local racetrack. They can't take their family. But then again, on the other hand, now now Charlotte County does have the, they have this high ticket price, twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. But they they got this thing where they mail out to their mailing list a uh, uh, five dollar off thing, and they got this. They can go people can go to their website get a five dollar off coupon kind of. They got this cu- a fifteen dollar ticket for a regular Saturday night. Yeah, so it's basically pretty much across the board. Most I would I would estimate just my estimation mm-hmm. would be probably. Most of the people are paying fifteen dollars, but they had over a thousand people the last two weeks. Okay, so high prices or not, the fans are coming out where the there's a lot of promotion and a lot of. Well, then obviously there's a lot of people out there that don't know about this mailing list and how to get the discount, and that word just needs to get out there. There's more people. But a thousand people at at the races is what I'm getting at. That's good. I mean, that is good. Yeah, Desoto. I wasn't there. I don't know. But from indications that I've been told from people who were there, mm-hmm. one of whom was a media person, hell, we had more people at Hooters party than they had at the track. I mean, you know, that's so what I heard. That's, I mean, that's yeah. what we heard. I mean, if somebody has different information, we'd like to know it. But what I'm saying, and not to pick on them, but that's an example. Yeah. And, and if people have that information, Jack, how do they get it to you? They get it to us at feedback at realracingusa.com. And, uh, you know, we're in the age of uh, BlackBerry and, and all that good stuff, so we get that information, like, right away. As a matter of fact, we just got an um, email from uh, someone who, who pointed out uh, a couple of people that we should consider in February for the Inside Florida Racing uh, uh, Hildebrand Jewelers Driver of the mm-hmm. Month, uh, Derek Horton, for uh, racing in three different classes and being successful at Charlotte, and also David Rogers for his performance during Speed Weeks at the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing at New Smyrna. I've already got my pick. Yeah. 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 And the young man that we just talked to has Christian. to be has to be considered. Oh, I mean, Mark. Definitely a front runner, Mr. Mark. Mr. Has Mr. To Mark. Be. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yes. I will tell you who else you got to keep in consideration too, just for his performance Friday night, is old Christian there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 dude right there, he's going to be somebody. Well, and Tyler. The well-spoken. Uh, yeah, Tyler too. And okay. Tyler also. Jeff Matthews. I, I'm seriously impressed with that Christian Osberger kid. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Now, we're not under the pressure to make this decision tonight, right? Because no, we've not. got a no, lot to go over here no, for our February No, driver. and we need more input. Exactly. We, we need more input at feedback at realracingusa.com. Um, I'll tell you what, Rick. It's time for our two minutes of fame, and we, we I, I want to make sure we give him at least a few more than that. Um, because he has never been on our show before. So let's take a moment and uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right.
we're back. It's Inside Florida Racing, the place to come every Monday night from 7 to 9 to find out what is happening around the local tracks. Now, Cece, you weren't here last week. and right. uh, uh, We started our, and I don't know what happened to our intro for this whole thing. We lost it somehow or another here. Our two minutes of fame segment. Fame. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> So, our, our two minutes of fame this week is probably going to take us a few more minutes than two. But, uh, Bobby Sheldon, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And congratulations on uh win down in Charlotte County in the in the late models, man. Got to the winner's circle. Yeah, well, thank you very much. We had a great night. Uh had a great car. We practiced a little bit on Friday, and uh, it felt good to me, and uh, it proved it on Saturday night. Well, let me ask you this. When's it, how long has it been since you've been to that winter's circle there? Uh, last one I had was in Punta Gorda, Charlotte County, right there, uh, September 29th of 07, actually. Yes. Oh, so it's been a little while. And had to work that day and drove over there and raced and went back to work this Sunday morning after that. So it's been a little bit. So how did it feel when you won? Oh, it was fantastic. I was so elated to be leading that race and then come to the end and uh, get the checkered flag underneath my belt right there. I've been wanting it for over a year, and uh, it was one, some kind of feeling, I tell you. Uh, you know, the older you get, then it gets a little hard. you got some tough competition over that racetrack, and uh, it was, I'm, I'm still elated about it. And this is even making my night even better. Now, Bobby, what do you think made all the difference at this night, this race, that the cards were just, you know, dealt right for you to win? Well, you know, the card's been good for, for quite a while now, but it just seemed to uh, come together for us. I mean, uh, we qualified seventh. Uh, I kind of messed up a little bit in qualifying, and then they inverted seven. They put me on the pole. And I just, you know, sometimes you can mess up and go from the front to the back, but I just had a feeling that night it was uh, going to be our night. We had a fast and consistent car and been that way all weekend. That's great. <clears throat> tell us a little bit about, for, for those fans out there listening who, who don't know about Bobby Shelton, tell us a little bit about your uh, your background in the racing deal here. Well, to be honest with you, my background goes way back uh, probably in the 50s. My mom and dad were married on a dirt track in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh, I started <laughs> going to the racetrack when I was two weeks old in 1960. It kind of tells you how old I am. And been going to racetracks and racing ever since. And uh, I got a younger sister of mine that races occasionally, and another sister of mine that's uh, married to a race driver. So it's all in the family. It's definitely in your blood. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I wish we were a bit on the TV there for that one because <laughs> Cece cracked up when you said when you said married at the dirt track. That was all that knocked her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sister actually has uh, some pictures of my mom and dad being married up in uh, a dirt track up there. He was so nervous he couldn't hardly get on the racetrack that day, and uh, they had the shotguns and nooses and the whole nine yards up there. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> what a story. Classic. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So what, type of, what type of car is yours, Bobby? Because I know that uh, down there they're running, you know, supers with the limiteds, with the Goodyear Challenge, all that. Well, believe it or not, this car that I got, uh, a guy named Roger Sheets owns it, uh, and he's out of Pompano right there, Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, the car is actually a 1990, I believe, uh, old Hal car. It's an overslung chassis, and uh, we had a front clip put on it a couple of years ago, and 
And it, uh, put an old setup I used to run in Iowa Speedway in it, and uh, we haven't really had to change much since then. It's been a quick car. It's got a good feel to it. And I got a crate motor in it, so it's kind of an oddball over that racetrack because it's a big spring old car with a crate motor in it. Obviously, we're a good Saturday night. Oh, yeah. We, we, we ran, you know, good last year a few times. Didn't get enough to get the win. I probably could have pushed the issue maybe a couple times, but uh, now you got to be a little safe and sorry because i got to do all the maintenance. Me and another guy do all the maintenance uh, on the car, so you don't want to wreck it up too much. You go. Are you happy with the crate motor? I know there's a lot of debate amongst drivers and, and mechanics about the crate motors. Well, it actually works for us. I mean, you know, we're kind of a low-budget team, and uh, so it works out for us. They bought the motor a few years ago, and I got lucky to get in the car in 2007, and uh, we had a two-barrel motor in it, and it blew up the first time we took it out. And they had a crate motor sitting that came out of one of their other cars. We put that thing in there, and uh, it's been uh, good to us ever since. You know, if you've got a budget, that's kind of the way you got to go. Yeah. And everybody's budgeting this year. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's for sure, you know. We are uh, we got lucky and won the race over there, and that carries us on for a couple more races. And what are your what are your racing plans for 09? Well, we're probably going to run every race over in Punta Gorda, uh, Charlotte County right there. Yeah. Uh, the type of car, car I got, it, it, you know, it's got an old lightning-like body on it from way back when. So it don't really meet the ABC body rules. So it kind of keeps us pinned down a little bit. Yeah, you you just ex- you explained that. I, I've seen your car many times, and I, it, it it definitely looks different. And uh, uh, not being a, a you know a technical person, I often wondered why that car looked different. Now I know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, it's got to, back in the back in the day, them guys used to have some roll bars that were pretty low in the cars, and then you know the didn't conform too much to the body. Didn't really have a roof height way back then, so uh, the roof kind of sticks up a little bit, and like I said, it's got a lightning light body on it from '03, and car uh, good, runs good, and that's what makes me happy. There you go. All right, man, appreciate you spending some time with us here on uh, Inside Florida Racing, and uh, good luck in the rest of the year, man. And we hope you enjoyed your fame. Thank you so much. <laughs> bye. See you soon, Bobby. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> That's very good. You know. Sing that song, Cece. <laughs> fame. That's all you're going to get. I, I. That's all I really remember off the top of my head right now. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> Where's David Bowie when you need him? (laughs) David Bowie? Bowie. Bowie, Bowie, not Bowie. (laughs) I can say it any way I want. So, um, Jack, did you read that article on the Wheeling Modified? Uh, No. Talk talk to me about it. Um, There's a big article on Wayland Modified. It's on one of the blogs. This is Skip's territory now, you know. Skip Wall. Yeah. it's talking about how NASCAR has really ruined the Wayland Modified series. Really? How, how uh, two of the top four drivers that were competing in the series are beyond the sidelines, on the outside watching, because <laughs> it's come from oh, the, yeah. the owners were looking for the top driver to put in. You know, I mean, you know, you, you go back to the Modified, Modified Reunion, all that, where it used to be all about the drivers and the stars. Now it's about who's going to bring the money to the table. Yeah. You know, I'll have to ask. Uh, I'll ask uh, Skip about that. Um, he's uh, Skip has returned. Skip Wall has returned to health. He uh, operates the website as part of the the Carnac deal, um, uh, SouthernMotorRacing.com, and uh, 
uh, he's been ill and he's back on his feet and, and going at it. As a matter of fact, he called me today, and that's one of the things that he covers uh, uh, quite quite well in the in the the South, the Southern Wayland Modified Tour. And I know a little bit about what you were speaking there because there was a lot of controversy last year, to say the least. Yeah, it says it's a. Uh just a shell of once the proud tour that it rolls on, seemingly on four flat tires. It used to be that you felt like you were part of an important series when you told people you ran the modified tour. Who wrote it? That way anymore. Um, what is this guy's name? Sean Corshain. Yeah, well, I'll ask Skip about it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll follow up on that. Maybe we'll uh, do something with that on our Real Race in USA show live at East Bay Raceway Park, huh? All right, yeah, I'll send you this uh, link to this. Okay, and that would be at feedback at, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to my cell phone. <laughs> feedback at realracingusa.com. Let's take a break. We're going to come back with our karting segment. On Inside Florida Racing. There you go. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. portion um good evening everyone welcome back it's inside florida racing and rob's not here to do his karting segment so i guess i'm gonna fill in for him robin green welcome yes. to inside florida racing thank you robin what is your involvement with go-karts in the racing world oh gosh um well i own heat racing the go-kart supply store here in brandon florida okay. and my son races 
um, he races the national tour with Maxis and a couple of Saturday night events like at our local tracks. And my son-in-law is the Rampage Motor Builder. Okay, so um, you were speaking about your son Garrett, who is 10 years old? Yes. And he races up in Indiana, is that is that it? Yeah, he races all over from here to North and South Carolina. Oh, wow, so he's really busy. Well, you're really busy because you're probably taking him all around the racing. Oh, yeah. So, so what? How did you make the the uh, jump? Was it were you in sprint cars? Because you also own Blaze Martin's uh, TBA, TBARA car. And so, did were you in sprints first or carts first? How how did how no. did this all happen? It started from go karting. That's how we met Blaze. He became our motor builder, and then um, you know he moved down here to Tampa area from Jacksonville. And uh, one night we just went and watched the race, and, you know, he borrowed somebody's sprint car one night, asked if he could jump in it, and they let him. And, uh, you know, my husband Gary talked to a guy named Jimmy Alves, who's with the TBRA, and he was kind enough to blaze, to let him race a couple races, and it just went on from there, and it's, it's crazy. So um, will you going to have more involvement in the sprint cars this year? Yeah, my son, um, Garrett, he has a junior sprint car that's up in Indiana right now, mm-hmm. and he'll be racing up there probably about 20 races between April and September. And, of course, Blaze is scheduled down. He is crazy, too. So Blaze going to try a couple of USAC races this year. So he'll be doing TBARA and USAC. Wow. Yeah, he's just going to get his feet wet with the USAC. That's a big step. Yeah. And so now, in, in karting... You say you, um, the heat racing, you have the, uh, you sell the go-karts and you handle the racing parts? Yeah, I don't, I don't really have, I, you know, I'll take people's go-karts in on consignment that want to sell them because I don't rep just one chassis. Then I can sell the parts to every chassis. But, like, I'm a Master Simpson dealer and Bell and, you know, the tires, the Maxxis tires and all the different kinds of tire preps. And I have everything in the store. And why don't you let That's everybody else... Actually, it's good. It's been really busy. I think even, you know, we all know how bad the economy is, but I think for one or two Saturday nights out of the out of the month, people are going to try to race just to get away from reality. Yeah, that's the way I look at it, too. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I, a I mean, good way to look at true, it. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, for one night, they know they have that one night to look forward to. So, you know, that that's why I think I'm staying busy. So now, besides the having your own racing business and sponsoring cars and, and your son who's busy racing, um, do you also, then I see here, you are you sponsor different races? Yeah, I try. I help the, um, the of course, I help sponsor Blaze with the sprint car, and then I help the um, DeSoto Champ Car Series, which is crazy. I don't know if y'all have seen those guys run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's crazy, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And then there's a um, there's a new series coming out that's starting March 8th down in DeSoto also. It's called the Florida Carding. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a new ser- series that um, that's starting March 8th. And that's going to run at DeSoto Super Speedway. Yeah, it's going to run at six different tracks. I'm not sure of all the tracks. I know the first one's at DeSoto. I believe they're going to Auburndale, and I'm I'm not really sure. Where else they're going? I think it's a series of six. I believe there's three on dirt and three on asphalt. Oh wow! The Florida Florida Champ Cart League. 
just are so um so busy and you can you really have seen the the full the full circle of racing from being a you know uh, being a mom of a driver and being involved in the business what would you what advice would you say to a parent out there that you know that that has a son or daughter you know seven eight years old that is showing some interest in go-karting what do you think um their first step should be well, first of all, I think I would stay at a local track for the first year and don't try to jump into any state races because it's a whole new ball game when you get to the state level. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just let them try it. You know, if you know somebody that has one instead of sinking the money into one, you know, ask a friend if they, their kid can jump in it, you know, on a weekend during practice before the races start. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I had no clue that this racing would consume our life when Garrett started five years ago. I mean, to see your son on the cover of a magazine from winning a go-kart race is incredible. Well, it is, you know, when uh, a lot of people that race or, or attend races at, at short tracks in Florida, um, there are, from time to time you hear people, Rick, you know this, Cece, you, you hear this, that eh, go-karts, they really, you know, they don't consider that real, um, real cool mm-hmm. as part of the whole deal, certainly not something they want to go pay to see and all this sort of stuff, but it's amazing a couple, the last two car shows I've been at that are, were shows at like restaurants, sports bars, things like that to promote events coming up, where there was carts at the place, carts on display. Like this one place we went to in Northport about a month ago. Th- that's what all the people were interested in. The the people who were there, you know, at the restaurant, just you know, happened yeah. happened to be there. That was. Yep. There was more people interested in the carts by far than there were any of the stock car racing deal. Yeah, there's a gentleman here in town that just bought um, a chrome bumper from me because it's a replica. His go-kart is painted like a replica of, I believe he has a tea bucket, and he parks them side by side at the car show. So I thought, I didn't even know they were doing that. So I think that's pretty cool. Of course, they don't race them. Yeah. They're just there for show. Yeah, but it is amazing how, how uh, it is certainly a popular popular deal, and uh one of the reasons that we, you know, have this segment on is because we, you know, we talk to folks that are involved in the carding deal in, in Florida, and it's a feeder, it's a feeder mechanism for the short tracks, and and um, you know they seem to benefit each other. Mm-hmm. It does, and a lot of people don't really understand it. Like if you tell them, oh, my son-in-law, he he builds go kart motors, or my son races go karts. I think they think of the old two-seater things like at Western Auto. They really don't have a clue what's into these things. Yeah, they, are, they what they need to do is go out to like DeSoto or somewhere like that and watch those DeSoto Champ guys. Those oh, you think you think that. you think <laughs> them sprint cars are crazy? Them guys are nuts. It is. It is so entertaining to watch. And I mean, a lot of those guys are my customers because you know, of course, I help sponsor the series and they come back to me, but. I mean, I've only got to see him race like three times, and it is insane. I mean, it is it is so much fun to watch. Well, what's so watch enjoyable, guys, I... Uh, in a five-cart draft, and, you know, if one of them slides out of the draft, they, 
they drop back. I mean, you, you th- you'd think you're watching cars at Daytona the way they race because the draft is so integral in the way these guys race. And I, and I oh, think there's a girl out there. There's a girl named Tara Henderson, and she's won quite a few times. And I just can't believe she does that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's great racing. And I, and I really think that um, the reason why fans who really enjoy the art of racing enjoy like the Soda Champ Cards is because of the drafting. Because that you watch them and it's real serious racing. You know, it's the real technique. And um, and they just really and they're fun to watch and because of because of the drafting like you were talking about Rick it's real race yeah. fans enjoy that yeah and like at the bigger tracks that we go to like Jasper up in North Florida and there's another you know all the bigger tracks up in the Carolinas you they have to learn that drafting technique even at a young age or you're done I mean you go straight to the back mm-hmm. and uh, yep. there's a track in Georgia Possum Kingdom and man that thing is huge. I mean, that's in South Carolina, but um, it's the drafting is important. Cool. Well, you know, um, Robin, we are we are so impressed. I I am very impressed by um, your family and your involvement in racing. And why don't you let you know make sure all our listeners uh, know where your your business is. So if they're interested in getting into go kart racing, if they need some help, if they're looking for some parts, um, they can come speak with you. Okay, they can just call me because actually I just moved my shop, so I had to get a new location. But if they can just call the shop number, I can give them directions to where I am now. Because honestly, I'm um, um, like in Blaze's uh, motor shop in the garage, and I'm just looking for a new place to open the store. Okay, so what's your number? It's ear code 813-210-6392. All right. Well, Robin, thanks so much for joining us tonight on Inside Florida Racing. Okay, thanks for having me. All right. Okay, oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, we'll talk to you soon. And okay, uh, I, be- I, I, believe, oh. I, I believe that you have uh, some... Uh, Carding news? Carding news. Carding news, yes, we do. The 2009 Florida Dirt Divisional Series opened their season at the small dirt cart track located on the grounds of Volusia County Speedway Saturday. A few of the winners of the larger classes included Brian Hunter in Stocklight Animal and Josh Robinson in Stock Median Animal. For more information about these series, please visit www.wkafdds.com. And the oldest continuously operating cart track in Florida for over 50 years, Speedway Park in Fruitland Park, opens their 2009 season this Saturday night. That's March 7th. Fruitland Park is a one-six-mile dirt oval. Races start at 4 and will continue into the evening. For more information, please visit www.speedwaypark.net. Hey, uh, Rick. Yes. Next week on our karting segment, next Monday night, we're going to have Ryan Hunter Ray as our uh, special guest. And uh, do you know who that is? Name sounds familiar. Yeah, isn't that Letterman's driver in the like the uh, Indy car? Oh, in the Indy car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be our guest yeah. next week on the karting segment here on Inside Florida Racing. Well, you know, Jack. I mean, like with the Real Racing USA and all the shows we've done over the years, ninety percent of the drivers we've talked to, even the uh, the guys racing boats and stuff, it seems like they all started in a cart somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so many of them have. And and maybe it was a Western Union cart. 
I mean, a Western <laughs> Auto Cart. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> it was the first time. It, it was the first time I ever was experienced. I was like eight years old with yeah. my uncle, and, uh, uh, and we went out to this place and drove carts real fast. Um, the eighth, we had somebody else send us an email about the um, uh, driver of the month uh, program, and. Uh, the 8th Annual Ronald uh, Laney Memorial Race produced a first-time winner at East Bay Raceway Park. Uh-huh. Jesse Hockett, a longtime friend of Ronald Laney, came to town with a brand-new car and a brand-new team and owned the place. He took the lead on lap 8 of a 40-lap feature and drove away from the field. And he was rewarded in Victory Lane with the big check for $10,000 from uh, owners Al Barnador and Todd, o, Todd Hutto, and uh, <laughs> Ronald Laney's, of course, Ronald Laney, he was the, the race car driver um, who, who died at, at East Bay several years back. I was there that night. You were there. Wow. Ron, and that's the memorial race. Ronald Laney's father, Marcus, was there uh, with Ronald's uh, boxer dog, Checkers, um, mm-hmm. to present the, the, the bonus, a bonus check for $2,500, and... Uh, so that was a uh, Jesse Hockett was nominated as uh, to be part Good of the deal. Yeah, so we've got so people. They've, they've got nominations now, Jack. How did they get them to you? Yeah, feedback at realracingusa.com. Don't be shy. You know, race fans are shy. Isn't isn't it funny, Rick? That isn't it your experience that Florida race fans are they must be shy or something. Remember when we did that show with. Uh, with Dan Toller, and we, we had uh, call-ins. Wow. We said, call us we in. We cut him off, finally. We had to cut him off because we went, like, 45 we minutes to, to an show. We, we did almost <laughs> an hour. It was amazing. We ended up doing a rock and roll show. <laughs> I'm telling you. We had calls from not just here from Florida, but all over the country. It was yeah. All amazing. over the country. It was amazing. But, uh, yeah, feedback at realracingusa.com. Let us know what you think, good, bad, or ugly. Give us who you, who you think should be a, a looked at as... Um, the uh, consideration for Florida's uh, the Inside Florida Racer Racing Driver of the Year for February 2009. We're going to take and last year's winner, of course, the locomotive Johnny Collins. Johnny, yeah. CT's yeah. favorite driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't take a like that. Rick, don't do that. You should, I'm just... <laughs> He's a big, mad, bad race car driver. We'll be he, right He's a great guy. We'll be back yeah, on Inside Florida Racing. We'll be right back.
It's Inside Florida Racing, and we are heading to Citrus County Speedway to talk about a big race they have coming up in April, the first annual Mod Mini Stock 100 Lapper, sponsored by Curry's Roofing. Jim Curry, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Thanks for joining us. Jim? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. How are you tonight? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Doing just fine. And um, now this looks really exciting. The happening on Saturday, April 11th at Citrus County Speedway, the first annual Mod Mini Stock 100 Lapper. Tell me about your race. Well, I'll tell you. This race right here was designed, if you are a race car driver, this race right here was designed for you. This, you know, we're not we're not targeting the the nobody other than the drivers. We know the economy's bad right now, and we're trying to bring the mini stocks back up to what they're supposed to be. And if you're a race car driver in Florida or the Southeast United States, this race was built for you right here. Now, Jim, I'm quite impressed by this. Um, I see that you have no entry fee for this race. All right. That's right. No. Which is awesome. No entry fee. Which is awesome. No entry. Go ahead. Oh. And, and you've got your Friday night practice from 5 to 8, just 5 bucks per person. Yes, um, The race is on a Saturday night, and it says here you will start 30 cars. Yes, ma'am. We're hoping to get 50 cars. We're going to start 30 in the A main. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we get enough cars, we're going to have an outstanding consolation race. We're going to put a good show on. Even for the ones that don't qualify in the top 30, we're going to make sure that every mini stock driver there that shows up goes home with a smile on their face and money in their pocket. I'll say I'm taking a look at the flyer that can be uh, found at Carnac.com, and um, you've got I'm looking how you're going to pay through your field, and it looks like you know this is a wonderful payout, especially considering there's no entry fee for this race, which is outstanding. Yep. Yes, ma'am. I'll tell you, you know, my passion is with the many stock drivers. I drove over there, and in 2004, I was a rookie in the many stock class at Citrus. Citrus is one of the most competitive uh, racetracks in Florida, you know, and also New Smyrna is also. But in 2004, I put my heart and soul in it, and I won that championship in 2004. And with my work schedule, I hadn't been able to compete in the field so I ended up purchasing a car and having somebody drive for me, which is Robbie Yoakum now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the passion that I've got for the mini stocks, you're basically driving a late model with a four-cylinder. It's a clean class. It's a very competitive class. It's absolutely what the fans come to see. I'm excited about this race. I'll put my heart and soul in this race, and it is absolutely 100% about the driver. Get everybody back enthused with this thing. If the people would just come to that 100-lapper right there that we got going, I'll guarantee you they'll be back year after year after year. This is the first year we're going to put it on, but it is only the first year, and it's going to be the memorable moment of every year from here on out for Citrus County Speedway. Okay, Jim, let's go over some of the things to entice the drivers that you're looking for. You have first place is uh, $1,200. Yes, ma'am. And then it goes back through the field. You have, of course, uh, Carnac.com sponsoring um, the Hard Charger Award. Yes, ma'am. Phantom. It's $100. If you start and you, you end up getting a Hard Charger, that's $100 to your finish that night. 
you're not paying nothing but $25 to get in the gate and you're going to race, you're going to get $75 just to start the race. It, it don't matter where you finish. If you finish dead last, you're going to get $75. So right. there's not going to be nobody take their money out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. If they come to this race, they're going to go home with money in their pocket. And you have... Jim, you know, there, there's a ton of these mod minis sitting out there, you know, from the old uh, Florida Mini Stock yep. Challenge days and stuff that are just sitting around, you know, it, it's costing them too much to race. This is really, really a, a good idea. And it's a perfect time to do it. It's a perfect when, time to do it. When the Mini Stock Challenge season started, when they first started that, that series, you was getting... 50 to 60 cars show up at these Absolutely, tracks. absolutely. And, but I feel like that the, the focus turned away from the drivers. The drivers is what brings the fans to the track. The drivers is what brings the money to the tracks. And the focus needs to get back on the drivers. And these short tracks in Florida and the southeast and all over the United States will make their money if their focus gets back on the, tra- on the drivers. The drivers is what puts on the show. It ain't the track that puts on the show. It ain't the fans that puts on the show. It ain't the owners that put on the show. The drivers put on the show. It's entertainment. With the economy today, you've got to have affordable entertainment. I'm trying to make it easy for these drivers. Come out there to make some money, have some fun, and the fans will come if if, if, if the focus is in the right place. Well, I think it's a perfect time. I'll tell you, it's, I think it's a perfect time to be having this uh, this event because of what Rick was talking about the uh, the Florida Mini Stock Challenge Series, especially the first several years after uh, Todd Hutto got that thing going, that was uh, just a really a, it was a big fan draw because there was lots of cars. The cars looked good. They came and they put on a really good show. And now that that series has kind of gone gone by the wayside, this is the perfect time I think to revitalize. That whole class, Jim. I think you picked the right time to do it. And the right class. Uh, and I agree 100%. I'll tell you, I was personally very disappointed that we got eliminated from Speed Weeks because the mini stocks, I mean, the mini stocks is an affordable class act. And we, you know, we unfortunately, you know, we got some heavy hitters coming there. We got eliminated from Speed Weeks, which was one of the highlights. Of the many stock drivers' careers going over to Speedway and running, I look forward to it. Whenever, after I won my championship and I had to get out of the car, I hired a guy that actually used to run Pro Cup that come in there and ran my mini stock over there, and we actually won the World Series of Outlaw Racing over there in the mini stock class in 2005 with my race car. Now we're no part of that. That's unfortunate. All I'm trying to do is put the focus back on what I feel like it needs to be Back on the mini stock class, everybody's important. My passion is for the mini stock class. It's dwindling. They had a 50 lapper over in DeSoto last week. Had seven cars show up. That is so heartbreaking to me. I want everybody to get enthused. Put the put the focus on the drivers. The fans will show up. Don't you know? Don't don't uh, don't. The focus just isn't to me in the right place right now. I just want. to. My focus is on the drivers. Put them out there. Pay them the money that they're worth. They're spending thousands to go out there and try to have fun and put on a good show. Let's put the focus back on them to where they can afford to continue to do it. I think it's a great job, Jim. What? What? Do uh, you have any uh, feedback? What kind of idea you have so far? I mean, I know you haven't. You've been working on this for about a month or so. 
what kind of uh, feedback are you getting from the drivers? What do you, when you say the 50 number, do you have some kind of feedback going to give you an idea of what you really think you're going to be able to pull off here? I have no doubt we're going to get at least 50 cars. I'm hoping to get 100 cars. I mean, our goal is 50. I feel like that's an achievable goal. If we get well over that number, I'll guarantee you the consolation race that we have will be just as spectacular as the main event. You know, we know, I mean, you've got to qualify right off the bat. We're going to start 30 cars. We're going to qualify the top 20. We're going to have uh, like a check. Uh, two cars will be the track. Uh, you know, the track will get to choose two cars that goes into the A-Mean. You, you may have somebody goes out there and has trouble in qualifying, don't make the show, or whatever, has trouble in the constellation. We're going to let the track uh, pick two vehicles to go into that A-Mean. The next six drivers that end up in the show will be the top six finishers in that constellation race. But outside of that constellation race, if we have enough cars, we're still going to have another B-Main, basically, besides the constellation. For all them people that come from South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, and Georgia, that from Tarnagorda or even, you know, from far away, they don't come over there empty-handed. We're wanting to put on a good show, let everybody come in there, have fun, because this race, I'll guarantee you, if there's ever been a race that's been designed around a driver, this is the race that's been designed around a mini-stock driver. If you don't show up to this race and you've got a mini-stock, you never was a mini-stock driver. Because there you this go. race right here was designed for the mini-stock driver. And drivers? So who else shows up? And yep. drivers, if you want to participate in the first annual Mod Mini Stock 100, Saturday, April 11th at Citrus County Speedway, you can go to citruscountyspeedway.com or call 352-726-9339. Uh, Jim, are you calling the drivers uh, around the state yourself? I mean, are you are you getting that hands-on? I had about a 30-minute conversation tonight with a fellow down there that runs in DeSoto, Robbie Store. He was driving, driving for another fellow, and the car owner ended up selling the car. Mm-hmm. I called him, and I talked, you know, for uh, several, several minutes with him, letting him know I wanted to personally invite him to this show. I want the top guns to come. I want anybody that's got a, uh, a mini stock to bring their car out of that garage if they've been letting it sit because of financial reason, whatever. I want them to bring them cars out, tune them up, and let's go racing. That's what I want them to do. So, yes, sir, I've been talking to several of them from Auburndale Speedway. Uh, like I said, Robbie Store, he's one of the top guns. I've been trying my best to find out how to get a hold of uh, Rick Sermons and Chris Thornton, them boys that run down there. You know, I heard that old uh, Rick Summers hung it up because it, it was getting too expensive. I want him to come to this race. I want him to pull his car out of that shop, you know, put some new spark plugs and plug wires on it, and let's go racing because that's what's going to make this. This is just the first year, and I'm planning on running this as long as the many stock drivers appreciate it and come out there and have fun. That's what I'm trying to do. I've put, I've put uh, flyers all over the state of Florida already. I've emailed and called the, the tracks in Georgia, Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina. I've got race car engineering on board. They're going to give out some consolation prizes. I've got Phantom Graphics going to give out money and consolation prizes to different places that finish. I've got Advanced Auto Parts going to give some consolation prizes, jack stands and such as that. I've got 
Fastenal, a company that sponsors the big boys up there in NASCAR, they're going to get a couple of, of buckets of consolation prizes and give out at the track. I have really put my heart and soul in this thing. I've put a ton of money in this thing, and it has strictly been for the drivers. And I want to emphasize that because this ain't about nobody except the drivers. The drivers don't get enough appreciation. They're the ones that put on the show. They're the ones that spend the money, the big money, week in and week out, trying to come race and help run and have a hobby and put on a show. And I want these drivers to know this race is all about them because I appreciate them, the fans appreciate them, and if we get them back on track the way they need to be, all these short tracks around the southeast will prosper from them. Right now, all these tracks are suffering. Citrus County is actually probably doing better than most. We've averaged between 14 and 22 cars in the mini-stock field every week since we got started back. You know, this is going to be a points race for our local drivers also. They're going to have to show up. If they want to run in this uh, points race we got going on this year, they're going to have to show up for this race. That's going to help our car count. But they're not only going to have to show up, they're going to make money at the same time and have fun. Who don't want to drive a big race? If you're a race car driver, this is your dream, to drive in the big race. This is what I want to be the biggest race of 2009 and every year thereafter. Cece, you and Rick, uh, Rick, uh, you, Cece, well, yeah. y- y'all think uh, Jim Curry has enough passion to pull this off? I think so. I, I think so. I think so. I think so. And I think if um, all our listeners out there, if you don't race in uh, a mini stock, but you know guys that have raced mini stocks in the past, maybe they've put their car away, maybe they're still racing right now, let them know to go to Karnak.com. Go to Karnak.com for all the information concerning this race. So, uh, you know, we don't want drivers out there hearing about it afterwards. Going, how come nobody told me about yeah, this? Get Jim's phone. Jim's phone number is there, right? Yes, they can uh, go call, to Carnac.com. They can go to CitrusCountySpeedway.com or call 352-726-9339. That's 352-726-9339. Take advantage of this. No entry fee and every Everyone's going to be leaving with some cash in their pocket, so it's a great deal. And starting next race. starting next Monday uh, night, Jim, each week from now until the race, we will have at least one driver who is going to race in the race on our show here on Inside Florida Racing. Right there. there and, there's uh, something. Register for the so race. You could be know. on Inside Florida so, Racing. So let us know. Since if you're going to race in the race, send an email to feedback at realracingusa.com and uh, – that puts you in the running to be a guest on this show and help promote your sponsors, your deal, and be a part of help promoting this race that Jim Curry's putting on for you. And Jack, Jim, I, you know, I, I did a race like this for street stocks a few years back, and, and I know the amount of work that, and, and the passion that it takes to, to put into something like this, and I wish you all the best luck in the world, man. It, it, it's like a dream come true. Yes, sir. I'll tell you another thing, and, and I'm sure the fellow's listening, and I don't know how to get a hold to him. But on Channel 47, on the cable, Brown House Cable, there there was a uh, video man that was there filming Speed Weeks, and he's going to show one race a month throughout Florida. I don't know how to get a hold of him. I've been trying. Maybe y'all can help me. But if he's listening tonight, I want him to be at that race on April the 11th because I want that to be on Brown House Channel 47. Oh, I think we're going to be able to help you with that. That'll be awesome because I'm looking for him, 
I want to find him. I want him there. I want him to put it on the TV so that, you know, these boys deserve the best attention they can get. They're out there, you know, striving hard. It's hard to make ends meet right now, and they're still trying to muster up a way to get their cars out there. And I would love to have the opportunity for, for there to be a little bit light shown on them by getting them on that house network. All right. That's something we'll, we'll help you work on. And, uh, Rick, did you have anything else right now? Also is Go ahead, Jim. Yoakum, he's my driver. And he, he wanted to be on this program tonight. He had other obligations. He had to go meet with somebody else. But I will have him sign up to be one of the one of the drivers that's going to be. He's going to be driving in that race. Yeah, and, uh, Robbie's, a, Robbie's a great driver, too. I, no I've doubt about it. For a long time. Yes, sir. Okay, well, we look forward to having him on Inside Florida Racing. And please stay in touch with us, Jim. Give us progress updates of what you know as you get more and more racers signed up for this. And uh, we will keep passing on the word about your big race at Citrus Speedway. Okay, on the thing I'd like to throw out there, after the race is over, we are going to have a big party at the Citrus County Speedway for the mini stock class and all their people. We're going to all have right, a cool deal. Work. We're going to cook a steer out here. We're going to have a whole beef out here. We're going to cook strictly for the mini stock people. We want it to be a big party. Yeah, anybody else that wants to come over after that, after the race, we are going to party down and enjoy this thing. Good deal. All right, Jim. Thanks, Sounds man. great. Thanks for joining us, Jim. And thank you for having me. We'll talk to All you right. soon. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Man. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Wow, that sounds like this what is going to turn into a big, big race. That's going to be a good one. Yep. He's excited and... Uh, uh, so as, as as I said, we'll be covering this every week from now until uh, race day on April 11th. And we just got another email in. Here is a suggestion out of that is out of left field. It's uh, for a driver who didn't win anything. This is for our Inside Florida Racing Hildebrand Jewelers Driver of the Month Award, um, but who did step into a different world and had two solid second place finishes. Uh, Michael Cherry pulled on his helmet to race figure eights with the roughest, fightingest, most rowdy bunch to assemble in Florida all month long. <laughs> yeah, I saw him there. He was smooth, fast, and very competitive. Hey. Diversity. Hey, I, I, I actually saw him and spent some time visiting with him and talking with him up there at Auburndale. Yeah. Very, very nice young man. Yeah, yeah Very nice to visit with. I'm glad to Yeah, so uh, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, this is going to be exciting. This mini stock... Remember, Rick, when we were up there, one of the questions you you heard me ask uh, the owner of the track if they had any, you know, the, about the question about the big events. Big events, yeah. The big, I asked him if they had any events at, at Citrus that, you know, any big events uh, that would draw people from all over the state. And really, there wasn't one, and now there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's this Good is deal. this is certainly one that will draw people from all over all corners of Florida to come race and watch racing at Citrus County Speedway and they need more recognition because I'll tell you there as as Jim alluded to Citrus has one of the most competitive racing programs actually I personally think right now it has the most competitive racing program in asphalt uh, racing asphalt, in, yeah. in asphalt racing no mm-hmm. doubt Florida yeah no doubt you know so uh, they get several classes with lots of cars and so forth we're going to take a quick break here very quick we're going to come back and speak with the Real Race in USA, Florida Promoter of the Year. And we'll be right back with us. I'm sure the suspense is killing you, but uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
albums ever produced and one of the most strangest movies ever made. Um, welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. This is an exciting portion of the show tonight as we get to announce and Wait speak with... Wait a minute. Are you, did, did I really catch you're making like fun? What? A Pink Floyd? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I just no. Like, it's one I'm of the it's one of the most incredibly produced albums, and in the movie, the, you know, the, the album The Wall, and then the movie itself okay. though was a little strange. Just clarifying. No, it was strange. It was like a whole huge drug trip. That movie. Am I am I wrong? Well, it's it's open for interpretation. Yes, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Go ahead, Cece. Uh, maybe I, just because of my youth, I Jack. I that I just, it's my youth. Maybe I don't understand youth. it all. My yeah, youth. Yeah, your youth. My youth. But uh, we're at a very exciting portion of our show where we get to announce the uh, Florida Promoter of the Year and have them on with us. And do we have a drum a drum roll? or? No, we had the drum roll at Ocala on Friday. Uh, we'll just go <laughs> ahead and introduce him. Oh, this is great. Uh, I'm so pleased to have you. It's Mike Peters the uh, from Ocala. Congratulations, Mike. What's happening, gang? How are you? Hey, hey we are you, doing did, well. Did you were you able to to round up uh, your better half there? He's still working. Oh, okay. Angie Clifton won't be able to to make it. He's then. still at still at work. Mondays are bad days for bankers. I got you. Yeah, very bad days. So uh, uh, every year we do this award, and uh, Mike Mike Peters and Angie Clifton were presented on Friday night at Ocala Speedway with the Real Racing USA. Um, promoter of the year and, and and mike one of the things as we said then and and you know we all all of us have talked about this over the the, the last year you know not just doing what you know it takes a lot of courage to take a racetrack that is functioning as an asphalt track and a very beautiful asphalt track at that and 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 take and put a lot of brown clay on it and uh take it back to its roots and, and then and then make it successful, and, and make it successful in a quick hurry and in a year. So not only did it take a lot of courage, but you did a lot of you did the things right. I mean, I know that from talking to you that you really did a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, and um, there wasn't too many things that you just threw something at the wall and tried to see if it stuck. You guys really actually went at it in, in an organized fashion and made it work. Well, thank you, Jack, and thanks for everybody. Uh, you, yourself and your entire staff for recognizing it, uh, the efforts. and um, It's been brought up to me before, the, the whole topic of this award and stuff, and, and, and I don't want to take credit for it. I, I like to kind of say let Ocala Speedway itself take credit for it. You know, let the track itself take credit for it because the track is what it is, and uh, you mentioned it was a beautiful asphalt track. It's a beautiful dirt track now, Jack. Um don't don't put the credit squarely on our shoulders. I mean, I couldn't have done it without the staff that we have. I couldn't have done it without the fans uh, coming out and supporting the facility. Um, and I'm a I'm a I'm a real analyzer, Jack. I analyze a lot of things, and I analyzed that decision uh, extensively for probably about a year. 
um, just every facet and every angle of it before we made that decision. But, um, I mean, how do you give the credit to a, to a, just the facility by itself? But that's how I try to look at it. You know, let Ocala Speedway stand on its own for what it is and um, get the credit that it deserves, you know. It was a successful dirt track before, and I guess the nitty and gritty of it is common sense will tell you that it could be a successful dirt track again. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about your staff there, you know, after Friday night, um, just it, it, it looks like everything just goes so smooth, you know, from the back gate to the front gate to the concessions. I mean, you have long lines and stuff, but nobody, nobody's getting irritated. Everything's moving along. Um, it, it just seems like you put an incredible assembly of people together. Well, it, it uh, that didn't come easily, you know. I mean, I spent the first two years that we were there walking around with a, a headphone on and a separate radio for the, you know, the uh, grandstand employees, um, just trying to put out fire drills constantly. And now it's at the stage where I don't walk around with a headset on. I don't have any contact with anybody. And, you know, they, they'll come track me down if they need me. Um, I know who to go to if I have a particular question about something that's going on with the show or something in one of the concession stands or one of the, one of the uh, admission booths. Angie does a good job with that. She handles the admission booth employees, the fit admission employees. Um, and we just work effectively as a team. It didn't come easy, um, you know, n- not to bring up negative points, but we probably have been through, I don't know, 30 employees in the last three years until we get the right people that stick and the right people that want to work as a team. Um, and that, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I try to convey to anybody that works for us there, um, is that we're all doing this together and, you know, there isn't anything that I won't ask you to do that I won't do myself from cleaning the bathrooms to picking up garbage. So, you know, I I try to, I kind of learned at a young age in the military to lead by example. And that's just kind of how I try to do things. And I tell you what, you know, the incredible way that your shows move just to the continuous movement of how everything stays on schedule. You know, you're you're the only track owner I know that kept Ken Kenny under four paragraphs in his driver's meeting. <laughs> that's a fact. Well, that's that is a fact. Ken knew that I was going to be extremely upset if we didn't start at eight o'clock. Um, in the last three years, um, not counting the asphalt day. Well, the asphalt days we had a couple nights where we started a few minutes late because it rained earlier in the day, but. Our entire uh, first season on dirt, we started the show late one time, and that was a that was a Ken Kenny show. It started about 10 or 15 minutes late. So, you know, Ken and I have a great relationship and, and work well together, and he knows how important it is to me for the show to start on time. We work extremely hard to get people to come into the grandstands, and we want them to keep coming back. We focus on the two-and-a-half to three-hour show. It starts on time, and it ends on time. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Every week it starts at 8, and it ends on time, and that's just the way it has to be. Um, and, and I think Ken knew that if we wouldn't have started at 8 o'clock the other night, I probably would have been upset. So <laughs> he cut the driver's meeting short. Yeah, he did. Let me ask you this, uh, Mike. Were you surprised that Friday night? Yeah, in terms of what? The award. I was blown away. I was blown away. I got to say, guys, and I kind of disappointed in myself because 
I, you know, you you reflect back on things after they happen, and one of one of the things that I've always been good at, and in, in my lifetime, has been public speaking. I always I enjoyed public speaking in college, and I've always felt like I've been an effective public speaker. And you guys handed me the mic, and I was kind of at a loss for words. And I I didn't thank my employees and my staff at that particular time in front of the people in the grandstands, and I should have. And I, and I looked back on that, and I kind of considered that a mistake on my part. But you guys really caught me off guard with that, and we really appreciate it. We really do. Hey, Mike, do you still have those outstanding Zuber dogs there at Ocala? <laughs> we still have the Zuber dogs. <laughs> Half pound, all beef, best hot dog you've ever It really is. It really it, it's, and it's definitely worth standing in line for. And really, you got a, you have a wonderful track up there, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, being able to sometime figure out when I can make my way up there on a Friday night. When are you coming back with us? When are you going to come back and see another race again? Are you going to wait all the way to the Powell Memorial? <laughs> I want to come back. To, here's the hard thing for me. To get up to Ocala is, is it's difficult by the time I get out of work and to get up there and then have to be back on the air early Saturday morning, so I have to try to try to plan it that um you know maybe well, Mike, I, mike's a pilot he could fly down to charlotte pick you up and there you go <laughs> that would be perfect <laughs> two and a half hour trip for mike, you. mike you, you uh oh. launched a new website today yeah what do you guys think you check very good yeah i've been checking it out it's it's nice i like he, it they took they took um, they took joomla and turned it into something really good well website was uh, up-to-date digital photography from recent races on the home page. Um, if you notice, after the banner there of our upcoming race, we have uh, some pictures of 410s and stuff that were there over Winter Nationals. I want to do that and put a guy from every division in there so fans can see what all the different divisions look like. There's a video section there, and once or twice a month, I want to update that video clip from a kid's perspective at the track. If you notice, there's a young boy on there talking about the 410s going around the track. Uh-huh. Um, that's done with a little thing called a uh, a flip device or a flip camera now. It's a little tiny thing, and it looks like about the size of a cigarette lighter. Um, and it does great video work. But that's what we did that on. And uh, I'd like to update that once or twice a month with a kid talking about how awesome the races are or how great Ocala Speedway is, you know, maybe even some of them on the playground hanging out, that kind of thing. Very it's nice. A, it's a really impressive website. Very, they did an excellent job. Absolutely Thanks. excellent. Those guys do good work up there. Well, I'll tell you, um, I just think um, 2009 is going to be another outstanding year for you. And, and I promise, Mike, that I'm going to sit down with my with my schedule and try to figure out when I can uh, <laughs> get up there on a Friday night where I don't have to be getting up at 530 <laughs> the next morning. Because so, I want to come back up there. You have one of my favorite tracks around. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Thanks, Mike. Yes, guys. Thank Rick, you. Rick, do you have anything else? No, that's about it, Mike. Uh, I just want to thank you guys. You were a great host Friday night, and I'm looking forward for the Powell Memorial. Absolutely. Me too, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. What a, that was a fun race. We didn't talk about the race. Oh, yeah, that was a very good race. It was. Uh, we, were, we, we had earlier tonight, I don't know if you were listening, we had Mark... Uh, Whitener, uh, Tyler Ivy, and of course the young Christian Augsburger was on too. But uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, it was an exciting race for second place. 
Yeah, I typically don't like any race that the leader starts on the pole and wins the race. It doesn't matter if it's on dirt, asphalt, or icing, and I really don't like it when it happens at my track. But the guys in second through eighth gave him a run for his money. Yeah. Um, you know, when Ivan got on his back door there, the fans were on the edge of their seats because he's kind of a, a local favorite there, and everybody thought Ivan was going to be able to eventually get around yep. him and you kind of could just see the wind taken out of everybody when he hit the tire and he's done for the rest of the night. But um, he, Mark did a great job. Hey, he he brought it, and, you know, he did what he did, and he won the race. So congrats to him and hats off to him. Um, but I think the guys in second through eighth were, you know, they were doing a good job of beating on his back door and giving him a run for his money. So yeah. it made it worth it. Those guys were people like Tyler Ivey, Jason Fitzgerald, Johnny Collins, Russell Brown. Keith Nosbich, um, and, of course, uh, Ivan and Lloyd. Patrick Williams uh, was up there for a little bit, and then he, he dropped back a ways. But, yeah, they uh, it, w- it was a fun thing to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, it was, it was very exciting. And the Pal Memorial is going to be even better. Pal Memorial is going to be off the hook, man. He's always off, off the hook. The hook. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi, Thanks, all. guys. Have a great evening, and thanks again for everything. You're welcome, man. You're Talk welcome. Awesome. Have a great night. Thank you. All right. all right, we come to the end of another show, Jack. And we had uh, we had a couple of more a uh, couple of more emails. Uh, Derek Horton, who is going to be with us here on this show next week, to uh, he's doing a thing uh, where he's donating uh, part of his earnings, uh, which he hopes to be pretty considerable this year, to uh, the Breast Cancer uh, Coalition of Florida. He's going to be with us next week. He he's looking for a. Uh, he said he would be at that race, that mini stock race, in Citrus. Um, if it doesn't uh, conflict with with any of his you know things that he has to do, but mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, of course our friend Bill Green is looking for a mini stock. <laughs> I, I think somebody out there ought to get a mini stock for Bill Green so we could have the pleasure of watching him climb into it. That would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, somebody out what there has got to help Rick? us out with this. What do you say, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, in 2005, before we get out of here, in 2005, we interviewed uh, one of our favorite drivers, uh, David Ruderman. He was on uh, Real Racing USA uh, uh, after he won his first truck race. Actually, right. That was in uh, August um, I think it was around the 20th, the 22nd, somewhere mm-hmm. like that, in 05. And uh, that interview with uh, David Ruderman right after he won his first truck race is uh, coming up right after we get out of here. And if somebody out there can help hook me up with, I want a David Ruderman shirt for the car that he's driving in now, the team he's with now. Oh, really? I've looked online, and it's, it's old. We can, I can only maybe, find the old shirts. DavidRuderman.com. I will David go there. I've I went to the NASCAR site. Yeah. No, and no, they just no, showed DavidRuderman.com. DavidRuderman.com. Stream machine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Got it. Hey guys, uh, thanks for letting me sit in while uh, Rob was having a cow. Yeah, we're just keeping yeah, I, you. I can't wait to get the cow update. We're just keeping you in practice, man. Okay. Because you don't do enough. You just don't do enough. Right? Yeah, I don't do enough. You don't okay. do enough. Thanks so much for joining us, Rick. I appreciate it. And thank you, for everyone, for uh, tuning in to Inside Florida Racing. Thanks Great for your emails and your yeah. phone calls. And uh, 
keep it up. We want to hear from you, especially about the February Driver of the Month. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. See you, Rick. Good night now. Bye, y'all. To do the safety boogie, I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the safety boogie. I'm gonna jump until I fall. Bar hopping and high topping. Hey Lord, can't you hear me call? Just be doing the